Well, this is another episode of True Self, and I'm here with Karina. Introduce yourself, Karina. Hi, so I'm Karina. (laughs) I am a wardrobe stylist, costume designer. Um, I also have a little shop on the side, like Camilla does. She got a swim shop. That's awesome. Um, Yeah, and I'm super excited to talk about this topic that we dove into kind of just like on the fly. So I thought about this um topic uh let me get the name together because sometimes when i like have a name i go back and forth between two names it's just it's just the way it is not making your passion your career your your identity and i think that me and karina are like kind of on similar paths on like our passions and career paths and our entrepreneurships is like in the same boat somewhere She's a bit more into directing, um, actually films. I'm more of a documentary person. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, so I think that's, we connected. Actually, May will be a full year that we knew each other. Yeah. That's That's crazy. I honestly feel like I've known you longer, but I feel like it's because like, um, we have a lot of similarities, like you telling me about like A24 films and that's something that you're interested in and us also connecting on like, um, like how we grew up and like yeah. things like that. I just felt like I automatically connected with like your energy Aww. and the vibes, you know, you know how crazy yeah. it was. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I came up with four questions, you know, four, four, four. I'm trying to do the four, four, four thing. Yeah, yeah. So kind of like, <laughs> <laughs> like what came me on the road, I like to go down the journey and like into like where you are now and like when you began, because I can talk about like when I began styling and when it became my identity in the scene, because like it's a brief history of mine is like I started styling when I was 15 and then, and then like my family's very much like, "Mm, it's not a real job. And then when I started to really make strides and like my friends were impressed by it, I got very like, okay, this is who I am now. And it kind of, yeah. So that, I wrote that this one actually, where did I put that? When I started to do the things that I love and my route was different from people, a light went off in my head. And, and I was like, wow, I think, while wow, people think this is cool. And I think that's what kind of associated me with like, this is who I am, I'm just a stylist. And then it just kind of warped into just, that's the only thing I'm about, you know? That's the only thing people know me of, you know? Even if I see somebody from high school, they be like, oh, you still doing that styling? It's just- <laughs> It's synonymous with who you are, like, yes. in their head. Cause like coming from a Caribbean background, that's definitely, how it starts and like you're not accepted in the household but people outside start to accept you more like the friends start to isn't that true yes 100 percent. even to this day like i feel like i've accomplished like quote unquote success in my eyes with styling and doing costume design now and things like that even in the most recent future and i still feel like my family and my parents are like like what do you do or right. kind of like they don't understand um, those like artsy jobs, I guess you would say, or things oh, like yeah. that. My, me and my cousin always joke about this one thing, like Jamaicans be like, oh, why are you not a nurse? Are you a, um, they was oh, like, wait. why 
Why you always got to stop at a nurse? Why you can't be a doctor? <laughs> Me and I used to joke about that all the time. They just want you to stop at nurse. They don't want you to reach higher. It's just so weird. <laughs> no, exactly. It's mm-hmm. almost like you're doing too much. Like, that's what it feels like to me. So tell a bit of, a bit of like, your background and your story. Yeah. So when I first started, I thought I wanted to be a fashion journalist. So I actually went to school for journalism. And then um, I, my friend Chanel, she, um, that I told you about, she put me on to my first styling gig. And I was like, oh, wait. I love manipulating clothing in this way. I mean, growing up in New York, like, I guess in high school and in school, you always want to look fly for school. So I always made sure I had a job when I was really young, just so I could buy things and style things on myself in a way that I wanted. Like, even when I went to a prep school, I would, like, manipulate my garments to make them look cute for me, you know? I was always getting in trouble for wearing the wrong sweater or, like, for manipulating my clothes. So I think I always had the bug in me even before I started my career path. Mm-hmm. And then um, when I had my first styling gig, I was like, oh, snap, like I could really make a career out of this. And then mm-hmm. I started doing more assistant gigs, um, just fashion styling gigs, working more with like celebrities. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I interned at Oscar de la Renta. Oh, nice. I was at FIT. Yeah. And then I learned like the fashion PR side like how to sell it and how you know like more of a marketing perspective on that with clothes i think that's what also fueled my business for wanting to do thrift clothing and wanting to put it on people yeah but yeah and then from there i did just that for a while Mm -hmm. but I, i didn't feel like i was satisfied and i think that the pandemic happened and i had like a switch in my head where i was like I don't want to just put pretty clothes on people. I want to tell a story with clothes. Word, I feel you. Yeah, exactly. I just took a costume design course at FIT to really learn the mechanics. Like, um, what does it mean to be a dresser? What does it mean to be a wardrobe Mm. supervisor? I just wanted to know the technical terms. And actually, to be frank, I sucked at the course because I I was just there for information. I wasn't really going to do Like, I'm the kind of person where I'm like, I take what I need and then I put it in my own, you know. Mm-hmm. I didn't do well in the course, but I knew it was what I was meant to do. Even so much so that the teacher was like, you're not going to make it in this industry. Like, yeah. They were like, you didn't do any of the assignments. But whatever. Like, I still knew how to manipulate clothes and I knew that this is what I was meant to do. And I did it, so. But look where <laughs> you are now. So, see. Exactly. <laughs> like my first question was gonna be because I noticed something like during the pandemic. Yeah, we all kind of got an awakening of like you know where where am I, what I want to do with my life, and all that type of like self reflection. So like, um, how did you know what signs? Um, how do you know, or what are the signs when someone makes their career a passion, their identity? The signs. I think it's what you were saying about there being a calling in you. Mm-hmm. I think that's the first thing that is really hard to describe to people, I find. When I say a calling, there's no like real uh, physical way to describe it. Yeah. It's like a feeling that you get, it's like a bug almost that you're mm-hmm. like, oh, like, and I feel like that is what then drives you to. Yeah. That's what I was right? thinking of, like, when you began to go on that journey, you start to like, 
um, go, go, go. And it just kind of consumes you and just kind of takes over. And it's like, I don't have time for this. I don't have time for that. And that's like one of the first things that kind of like, like, this is me now. It's like, yeah. it consumes your life and you kind of get lost in that too at the same time. Yeah. I think, I think it's because also it is then associated with your identity, but also with money, you know, and then with money, you yeah. got to keep that drive going. It's like, it's a weird balance because it's your identity as an entrepreneur and you want to build longevity in your brand or who you are, mm -hmm. but also you want to make the coin too. So yeah, I, money really plays a big part in that. Mix the two together. And I believe what we were talking about before is just making sure, or at least for me, like I think self care in that and not experiencing burnout is so important. Mm -hmm. um, because we are still human at the end of the day, you know, we're not just these robots that, and I think you do a really good job of that. Who? Honestly, you. Of I feel what? like you have, yeah, I feel like you have all of these hobbies, but then you have your, all of your uh, businesses laid out. It's really inspiring. So. Oh, wow. Thanks. I just be, try I feel like it's a whole mess at this point. Now <laughs> um, so, you make it look good. <laughs> thank you. And then I had another one was, um, tell me a story when you recognize your passion and your career was entangled, like all in your identity at once. Like, when did you recognize it? I think it was at a really young age. I want to say maybe like 11 or 12. Uh -huh. um, and I think it honestly started with me being a bridesmaid in a lot of my family's weddings. Like yeah. I was a professional bridesmaid at one point, like mm -hmm. us Puerto Ricans, you know, we have like 10 children, we get married 12 times and I'm, there's always a wedding happening at some point, you know? Mm -hmm. So <laughs> I think at those uh, events, I was always like styling my cousins. I was always doing makeup on people. I was always like putting things together since I was really young. And I think that that on top of me already styling myself for school was something that was like natural. Yeah. And then, oh my God! Wait, you know what? I remember um, drawing things out. Uh, now that you say it, for my Barbies when I was a kid, mm -hmm. and I would have my mom like uh, make them with the sewing machine out of like whatever mm -hmm. materials were around, whether it was like curtains or yeah. something. I'd be like, "Oh, that'd be a cute skirt," or like, "Oh, like <laughs> yeah." I remember like at my church we had me and my friend Michelle. We did this we had a fashion connect group and right when the pandemic happened is when we was really taken off with it. And I remember one of the girls asked this question and I was like really like impressed by the question. She was like, um, when was, when was the time you realized you love fashion? One story popped up in my head. I was like, I'll never forget this story. <laughs> so is that one of the stories that you would say that's when you realized you love fashion? And um, I think so. But I think that I, it's weird because I guess now I associate fashion with like trends and then mm -hmm. I associate like clothes with like um, something that's more like personal. Like I feel like when I get dressed in the morning, I feel like I'm using my body as a canvas kind of. Oh, like, cool. Kind of so it's, it's a different, I don't know, I guess thing in my brain, but I guess for fashion, um, definitely going to my first show. Like going to my first show at Oscar de la Renta, 
Uh and seeing like garments on a runway and like being around like real fashion people like Anna Wintour, Andre Leon Talley, that's when I was like, oh shit, like this is amazing. Like I love this energy. I love um, not only seeing the people on the runway, but seeing the people who show up and how they represent themselves. Yeah. Oh, this is something that. That's cute. My story is way not like that. <laughs> but tell me, yeah, what's up? Um, okay, so it was like dead of the summertime. And I was like, I'm going to wear these cute like boot sneakers outside with this cute outfit I had. And when I tell you, it was so hot outside. <laughs> My feet were baking in those like boot sneakers. <laughs> I gotta do it for the look, though. That's what I knew. That's what I knew. I love styling and fashion because I was like, (laughs) I suffered so much. Oh my god, I love that. I was like so hot. I'll never forget that. It was like these sneakers, boots that my sister had got, and I borrowed her sneakers. They were like black and they had like beige. It looked very before its time, like very like a like a space boot type vibe. But like a sneaker, they look like um, those Reeboks that what you call it designed curvy. They look like that. They really? were before it's time, yo. What? Those sneakers That's- look like that. So I'll never forget me like really suffering for the look. <laughs> oh my god! You know what? I have done that with heels. I was a heel girl. Yeah. I already told you this. Mm-hmm. With he- I think it's so funny how you say that about shoes because I feel like. Growing up, um, there were shoes that I wore just for family gatherings that mm-hmm. were uncomfortable that I wore in the house, like in the sala, mm-hmm. just for like festivities. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But that's when I wore like my more uncomfortable shoes, like just for the look. Yeah. But um, I was still out there every day when I went to work in heels, even in like going to school and class, I would also wear heels. So I was definitely a heel girl. Oh, like cool. Like chunky heels boots for a really long time oh my gosh the things we did i used to have like <laughs> arm warmers i was really i was walling out yes. I'm not, um, and i'm like i'm taking the subway with these heels too i'm like oh you was crazy and you was wearing them all day and stuff yeah oh my goodness yeah this girl in one of my first jobs when i was working at this nonprofit, she called me ankles because even in like the winter time i always had heels on She's like, why your ankles always out? <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. Okay, so question, that was a bonus question, by the way. Um, what do you think that I got to make it mentality stems from? Like you oh said God. before, it's like money too is also in that. Yeah, I think I always wanted to make my own money, even when I was young. Mm-hmm. But it was really always associated with fashion. Like I always just wanted to look you know, put my looks together. Yeah. So um, I think that that drive, I think it's partially from family. Like my grandpa on my mom's side was a real entrepreneur. Like he bought real estate in New York and in Puerto Rico not long ago. And that's the only reason like my family has like a house now and why my grandma has a house to live in. So I feel like it's genetics like a little bit. I want to think anyway. Yeah. But then, I also think that um, it comes from 
me wanting to be independent and yeah, just fend for myself. I think I've always been in that mentality. Yeah. Yeah, it it, it does stem from um, family because my mom is very driven and she did a lot of, even though she never talked about it, you always just knew. I feel like kids just know and you just see and learning visually is what kids do in like the first couple years and you don't even notice it but um but yeah i learned that from my mom too gotta go gotta make it gotta make it i remember when i did like i did like an off off broadway costume assistant thing and then i did like and then i was like uh i was like a coordinator for a costume shop and then i was doing some other job had three jobs and my friend was like you're so jamaican you got three jobs <laughs> yes but Yo, but honestly, that's how you're able to manage everything you're doing right now, though, because your scheduling has to be like on point. Like that's true. I'm stocking the last amazing. year, but I'm getting it together again. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So it's like um, I feel like 2019 was like that last year. I was really like that, and now I know what peace is now because of like how the world shifted in 2020. Like, I no longer have to run for things anymore. I was like, it's going to come to you if it's meant for you. And people have to understand that. So interesting because I do feel that too. Like, I feel like I was hustling, hustling, hustling. And at one point, it just shifted where I'm like, all right, now I trust my journey. Now it's yeah. just about trusting it and going with the flow. That's so crazy. But my friend moved here from California recently. And I was just trying to tell him, like, you're gonna be okay. Like you have to trust it. And you're a man of faith too. So I'm like, yo, you're gonna be fine. But you know, sometimes when you're in that, you don't wanna hear that. Like Yes. yes. You know Absolutely. what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. I don't blame I like him. Some people need to realize it themselves because that's when it's true. Yep. Look, they said the wise learn from people that have been through it, okay? <laughs> that's <laughs> that's right. what they say. <laughs> and I try to learn yeah. from people that have been through it. And sometimes I don't understand, you know, yeah. I just like to learn from other people that have been through it instead of me trying to figure it out on my own. Like, if you've been through it, yeah. put me on. Because I need to learn. Let me figure out the easier route so I don't struggle. You know what I mean? Exactly. So I tell, honestly, Brian that all the time. I'm yeah. like, you didn't invent this. It's already invented. Just <laughs> learn and then, like, Go on your own path. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's good advice. I got. I got to make it. It's like it was really exhausting. Burnout is a real thing. It was crazy. I was like even serving at church too, doing all those things. I remember just crying and breaking down, and just like asking God, "Why is this happening?" And instantly, you did this to yourself, came to me. Right. Like you chose this. This is you. Yes. The fourth question is. What do you um, take steps to unlearn some of the toxic traits? What are the steps? Yeah, yeah. that's that's real. Um, I try to journal and write things down a lot, mm-hmm. and um, be self-aware. And before, I feel like I would get frustrated with myself, but now I tr- I speak to myself with care. If that makes sense, like oh, that may, I'm yeah. like. Yeah, I'm like, okay, you're wrong about this, but that's okay. Like, think about it, analyze it, and how can you do better next time? Because, like, I feel like 
when we're hard on ourselves, it only makes the journey worse. So yeah. I feel like there should be bravery in realizing your mistake and what you did, but then also being like, I bet this is this is what happened. Yeah. It's done. Let's move forward. Yeah, it's so <laughs> I feel like the unlearning stage of like all the toxic traits you learned along the way of your journey. It's so hard. It's really it difficult. Yeah. yeah, yeah, difficult because it's like one, you have to be aware of the shit you're doing. Two, you have to realize that what other people are doing it might not be right and figure out how to do it in a healthier way. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you knowing yourself, I feel like is the first step for me. Yeah. Like yeah. really coming in soon and then realizing, like, I think that my family members are very like, oh, we don't like to address things, you know, Oof, we like yeah. to just let things blow over, yeah. and, you know, and I'm not that person. And then I, I had to be like, Karina, you have to be okay with knowing that you're not that person, but also yeah. being okay with getting that feedback that you don't want to hear being that person yeah yeah and that's okay i had to really do some soul searching for that that took a while yeah (laughs) um oh my god so i screenshotted something recently that i saw from this i follow this poet i love him so much anyway um it says our value is in what we claim not in what others celebrate so I remember this very vividly because my friend used to do this all the time, like my best friend. Like I understand where it comes from. Like when she used to introduce me to people, she used to be like, oh, this is Camilla, she, my friend. She runs a thrift store and she like styles celebrities and she does this. She used to do that all the time when she introduced me. She did like a whole like roster of like what I did. So it like started to bother me like as I got a little older and I'd be like, you don't have to introduce me like that. like. You just let shit come out naturally of what I do. Like, don't have that to be my thing that people know me about. Like, let them get to know me and all the other stuff comes after. You know what I mean? Yeah, 100%. I think I'm guilty of doing what your friend did, Mm -hmm. but I think I had to unlearn that because I think in the beginning, like, I saw it as an opportunity to connect people, like in a networking center. Mm -hmm. But then I realized that what if y'all don't want to connect? Like, yeah, that vibe has to be very natural in order to really um, to build itself in the way that it's supposed to build. So, yeah, that's why I hate networking so bad. But yeah. like it's it's because like I never want to feel like I'm selling myself. You know, you know that feeling like like you have to put yourself on display. So I had to like kind of like I thought I was weird because I didn't like it. But then yeah. I talked to other people, people like, I hate it too. Like, I like yeah. organic things. I like things coming out the way it should come out. And I've met some amazing people that way. Yeah. And like, all like, people will remember me from like stuff that I've done before and like connect me with the right people. That's literally how I get most of the jobs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Through networking and being yourself, 100%. Right. So, yeah. Uh, on the job that I'm working on now, mm-hmm. um, so I'm working with Manny, like he's helping me. Oh, like, cool. Right? Mm-hmm. And then I'm not gonna mention the costume designer on the show, if you already know who it is. Yeah. But um, he asked me about him 
and I was like, um, I didn't tell him much information because I was like, you should be asking the questions. Like, I don't, I don't like to be the person that connects the dots yeah. anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you go ahead, introduce yourself, be a human. Like y'all, y'all connect. Mm-hmm. And you have that, uh, com- build that camaraderie. Yeah. So I guess my question for you is mm-hmm. that, do you feel like you, um, in introducing your uh, industry friends mm-hmm. to other people, Yeah. do you feel like you, um, like what's your process in doing that? Um, um, the thing that I do, I think is more, uh, like if someone reaches out and like is looking for something specific or if you know somebody does this, I'd be like, oh yeah, I think I have somebody. And that's how I connect people in that way. Um, other than that, I feel like, I feel like I've been like, oh, why didn't you tell me that blah, blah, blah did this? I'm like, oh, okay. I forgot to mention that. Like. But that's usually how it goes. Like someone will reach out to me and asking if I know somebody that does this or that. Nice. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Because then it's like a very specific project and then you connect them and you know what's good for them. Yeah. That's usually, I feel like that's the best way sometimes. Like my homeboy reach. I remember like the most odd question I ever got was like, yo, you know, an entertainment lawyer. I was like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> And I knew exactly what he needed the entertainment lawyer for, because you need those entertainment lawyers to like do like like book deals, contracts, or like TV and stuff. Um, so I knew that's probably what he needed. For I'm like, mm, I know a lawyer, and I'm gonna reach out to that person, <laughs> and then I'm gonna yeah. see if he know another lawyer. <laughs> Got you. That's that makes perfect Yes, and he yes. was like, oh, I got somebody. And I was able to, I will never knew if he ever contacted. I never asked. Because I am the type, like, even though I know what everybody's, what everybody does, I don't really pry into, like, like what's going on in the projects they're doing now. Yeah. Do you feel like you don't pry because a part of the journey as an entrepreneur is, like, um, being quiet about projects? Like, I respect that because people are like that. So that's why I yeah. don't ask questions. Like, especially my homeboy, like, I wait for him to tell me things. He's doing so yeah. many amazing things. And then, like, I now he's open to be like, yo, this is going on. Yo, this is going on now. I'm like, wow, look at him now. He done grew up. He's telling yeah. me all this <laughs> stuff that's going on. So I don't have to ask. Like, yeah. yeah. So I was just asking about, like, what sacrifices or, like, boundaries you set for yourself. Um, but also with those around you in order to like remain focused on your goals, Ooh. but also keep all of it kind of intact. You know what I mean? Like the mental, the da da da, the balance. Damn. Um, I'm going to be honest. I think that I haven't even gotten there yet. I think that because um, when it comes to just people around me, I think that it was one thing I noticed from the beginning of like KBN Closet would be to make sure I have people that support what I'm doing yes. and like not have anybody kind of like doubting any type of creativity, any type of like entrepreneurship, because it was so hard in the beginning to even get started because it was just like, 
um, I had a bunch of people like kind of was like, oh, that's not going to work out. That's not going to work out. And I had to um, surround myself with people that really was going to be on some like, I believe in this. I am going to support you. And I, it's just crazy because yesterday I met up with my friend Martha and she was just like, I realized that she's, damn, I don't want to cry. Um, but <laughs> I realized that she's been supporting me from the beginning. Like, Oh, that's beautiful. And like going into the seventh year of KB Closet, it just like kind of like made me remember. Like she was there at the first pop up, she was there at the second. She even bought for me. And just like mm-hmm. those are the type of people I noticed from the jump that I needed. And I realized the hard way that you can't share everything with everybody. Yes. So you had to really pick and choose. And through the journey, I made some really great like creative friends. and. I remember one birthday, I had one person that was like a nine to five and they were like, does everybody just create things that is here? Like no one has a nine to five. I was like, nobody has a nine to five here. So it's like, I decided to um, consciously just have creatives around me. Yeah. No, I love that. I think the reason that I asked that is because I I think I'm still building that community for myself Mm. where I think a lot of this of my time is spent either um, doing my personal projects and building but also spending time with family and I think because my family is um, they just don't get it so they don't even know how to be supportive I think that Mm. I focus on those boundaries and things because Mm. of that yeah where, um, i'm still i guess building my tribe you know of creatives yeah oh i didn't it's realize like, you didn't have that no girl, oh my god like remember i was telling you like i've had so many people either so come shocked. into my life yeah, oh yes and, you've like, been through it mm. steal my ideas or like just use me for my creative abilities yeah but never really wanted to support me in my endeavors so man yeah. i'm so sorry so one thing I really had to let go in the beginning too is like not sharing anything with family so I stopped doing that a long time I'm learning that now I'm like I just don't even when it comes mm -hmm. to anything business wise or what's coming up or I don't really share that anymore I stopped that and it's like I feel like that's why it's very a general idea what I do but not all the way like details you know what I mean because it protects your peace one. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, I had to learn that the hard way, man. So I, yeah, protect I, your peace, Karina. Protect your peace. <laughs> I'm learning, I'm learning. I need it, for real. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good question, though. I never, I thought I haven't gotten there yet, but I realized I did get there. <laughs> yeah. I think you're like, you've like passed it. Like you're like, yeah. next on the ne- next le- the next plane a level <laughs> that's true i didn't realize i was like i don't even know if i've been there yet but yeah because <laughs> it was so hard to be like um when i started came because i had looked with my sister at the time and she was so negative she was so like she was so down on everything i was doing like oh nobody's buying offline oh um the people that's donating clothes, they got cats because I think I'm getting allergic. Like, she would say shit like that. And I'd be like, yo. And I was heavily into church at the time. I was like, yo, the devil is right in this apartment, yo. I swear to God. 
Right. You're like it right was, next to me in this room. Yeah. <laughs> it was so bad and it's just like so draining trying to always convince something. It was like yeah. and that's why I had to realize that like even though it was a long journey of like kinda letting go of like the validation. And kind of like always, I went through a season like always praying for family, always praying for family. And I remember like a voice told me like, "Don't worry about them." <laughs> yeah, baby, I. That's okay. They're gonna be okay. You prayed enough prayers, they be fine. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I feel like I've just reached the level where I'm okay with being misunderstood. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm okay with whatever perception they have of me. But. Oh, yeah. um, like I said, I'm still like building that support system, I guess, mm-hmm. of creating for myself. Yeah. So I'm so thankful I have you in my life because I feel like you're one of those Aww. people. I'm so happy I met you for real. Yeah, me too. I'm so happy I met you because you are such a, a light and I can't even figure out like how you've been in like some crazy situations, you know? I understand like people have to go through things to learn things about different people and learn how to avoid certain things i don't know if i've been there yet i feel like i have to you have to tell me so i can learn (laughs) how to avoid mess (laughs) got you oh my god you know what it is too i think i like also want to believe in people so i'm kind of just yes you do have that right like they'll get there you know what i mean like everyone's on a journey yeah but then when it goes sour i'm like girl you knew this was gonna happen like they won you know but I would say that you handled a lot of situations. I think, I guess, the other situations that happened to you has helped you, like, let go, like, situations much easier and move on. Because you was very much, when we worked together, you were like, on to the next. We got to move on. We got to get it back. Like, I was just like, oh, my God. I'm still hurt that this happened. Like, exactly. I felt like I held on so hard. It was like, Karina's have moved on. Yeah, that's so true. (laughs) But it's a good thing to have, especially in a a business like that. It's kind of like things change all the time. So you got to get with it or you're going to get behind. You know what I mean? Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. I think that comes from being in fashion. Like, it's also so cutthroat, you know? Tell me about, like, how you reached kind of peace in the industry. I think once I decided I wanted to like work for myself, that's when the peace came. I think once I gained the experience that I needed to prosper in the way that I wanted to, I don't feel like I I needed that validation anymore. Yeah, it was more about um, transitioning from personal success to like wanting to help others, like achieve success like mm-hmm. i want to bring like latinos people of color into the industry yeah. that don't get the representation that they need so i feel like um changing that goal also shifted that Ooh, that's important mm. yeah changing yeah when you switch up a goal it does kind of help put things in perspective or like kind of going back to why you started something helps too Back to the basics. Yep. Back to the basics. Yeah, that's where I'm at too. I had to literally like kind of go through that and like how to relaunch. I have a question you want to ask people to ask themselves? Oh, right, right. Oh my God, I love this part of the podcast. Really? I take so much <laughs> joy in this. 
Yeah, because it, it, it involves like introspection and all the things that, that all that deep shit that I like. Oh, so. thank you. Thank you. It's so good to hear. I think, what do I want? And actually, you're like the first guest that's an active listener of True Self, okay? Hey. I just want to say you're the first guest that's an active listener because I be, yeah. in, I be interviewing other people and they be like, oh, yeah, 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 I heard one episode. Yeah, I got a question. I be like, thanks. You're like, it's at the end every time. Every time. what I want people to ask themselves like what is your your motivator for success Ooh. like truly what is your motivation because yeah. I feel like that helps me just re- as a reminder in keeping the balance with my career and all of the things so. yeah say that question one more time so what is the what is your motivator for your path for your success? I love that. That's a good one. I love asking people about like what it um what does success mean to them because it's something that I feel like changes. Do you remember the first time you what you felt like success looked for for you? Oh my god, yes. I, it was so superficial in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Like I think I just wanted because I didn't necessarily come from money, I think success was all like physical things in not a deep way. Like I was like, all right, I want this Chanel bag. I want this and I want this. Uh, yeah, and yeah. I want to accumulate all of this to like look cute, but also give off something that, I guess at the end of the day, I realized that I'm not. Because yeah, I'm like, yeah. what I look like walking around with a Chanel bag? in the middle of East New York. Like, you're going to get robbed. Like, relax. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah, you just, just I think. That's so what is it now? What does success look for you now? Oh, my God. Success for me now is being surrounded by a group of POC entrepreneurs just making art and creating. Yeah. That's good. I love that. Thank you for coming on to the show. I appreciate you so much. And you'll be on the next episode too, by the way. But yeah. yeah I'm excited. I think we're going to be in person because I have mics and everything. I should be able to go out and use them now. So. Oh, nice. Yeah, let's do it. I'm down. So thank you for joining. And I appreciate you so much.